Undiscovered Planet podcast, hosted by Damo Sims and Nick Stefani. Yeah, hello, welcome to Undiscovered Planet podcast. Love your long time. Yes. Nick Stefani here, and I'm here with... Well, I, I, I'm not here with. He's there, I'm here. And listener, you're there. So, do you know what I mean? We're all, we are all over the place. We are all over the place. Let me bring in my co-host for... Yes, he's a chicken nugget, he's a cheermate man. It's Mr. Damo Sims! How are we doing, mate? All right, how are you? Now, you're not in the studio. You're out on no. um, a bit of a location base. I mean, it's very secret stuff. I've got to say that. Yeah. I mean, even I don't know the full extent. He won't tell me. He won't tell me. I think that possibly, I mean, I can just, because you, you're videoing into the show today, Damo, and from, I am, yeah. it doesn't look like you're in the United Kingdom. That, I'm just putting it out there. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I don't know. What can you tell us? What can you tell us? Right. Well, first of all, I want to see the look on your face when I tell you where I am right now. Are you allowed to tell us? No. I just, just said I'd like to see the look on oh, your right. face of a dead. Okay. Yeah, I can't say, mate. I can't say. I can't say where I am. I can't say what I'm doing. Nobody knows. My kids... Messi's, I've just disappeared. I'm off grid. I'm off grid, mate. Well, you are part of the Secret Service. You've got to be. That, I, I know you can't confirm or deny that, but, you know, that's that's the conclusion that I've made. It's that secretive. I can't even tell you that. Even my cat's going crazy. Even Your Safi. Your doesn't know. Safi doesn't know. doesn't know where I am. I don't know, Safi, <laughs> oh. sweetheart. I don't know. I- Oh, my goodness. I can, tell you, yeah. I can tell you one thing. I can yep. tell you one thing is that I am here with you. Yes, you right are. Now. And I am also there with you, Damo. Yes, you, you are. Know, we, we, we come together like like a loving couple do when they're embraced in bed. And, you know, we're moist. We're up for with it. With protection. And with protection, yes. absolutely, yeah. Yes. Lots yeah. of protection. Too right, absolutely. Double layered. <laughs> I go double layered at least. <laughs> right, oh, listen, Damo, you, and you, and you, and um, what are we talking about on today's show? Because I, I do believe there's a bit of a, I've got a, I had a bit of a memo from Josh, but I've got to be yeah. honest with it, it was in, I had to do Google Translate, it was in a, a foreign language, and that foreign language was France, Francais, yeah. Francais. Uh-huh. So, do yeah, you want, spill the beans, Damo, spill the beans. What are we talking about okay. on today's show? Okay, well, I spill it, the beans, if you say it in French. The beans. Um, the beans, as it, it would be in French, mate. It would be in French because today I want to talk about a subject that I've always been fascinated with since a young age, and it's the yeah. subject of a gentleman by the name of Nostradamus. Oh, oui, oui. Nostradamus. Oui, oui. So, do you want me to tell you a little bit about Nostradamus? Yeah, because I know nothing. And I've got in front of me okay. some, whether you call it facts or quotes or, or what. Um, so you well, t- you tell me a little bit about what you know. Okay. And then I will share a couple of quotes that he uh, is uh, attributed to him. All right, so just before we start, remember, I am the butcher of all languages. So uh, when I start to pronounce some of the stuff... And don't we know that? Don't we know that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. So let's get this this out there. First of all, let's introduce the listeners to, if you already know, this gentleman called Nostradamus. So he was born Michael de Nostradamus in 1503. He was a French astrologer, physician, and a reputed uh, seer who gained fame for his prophecies and his predictions. He's best known for a book that he did called Les Prophéties. Just repeat that, Damo. Damo. Uh, was published in 1555. Damo, just repeat yeah. that, because you broke up slightly. Yeah. Obviously, okay, I will break up. Yeah, we, 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 obviously we're, we're using the old technology of internet, so just, just repeat that, yeah. that last bit, please. Yeah, he was best known for a book called Les Prophéties, which was published published in 
1555 and contained a collection of cryptical verses that purportedly uh, foretold future events. Nostradamus predicted a wide range of topics, including natural disasters, political events, wars, and the rise and fall of kingdoms. He predicted, I think, between three and three and a half thousand predictions wow. he, he wrote about. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of a, a snippet. He, he did it for people like Catherine de Medici, who was the uh, queen consort of France. So he was he was thought of uh, very highly. So what, uh, by what, the, what, the was people. he a psychic? He was uh, he, he was a prophesy he prophesied. So basically, he's a prophet. Um, well, I'd like to he, call he, him he, a he, a predictor. That's what I'd call him he, he a, a predictor. You could call him what you like, mate. But he was a, he was a prophet. That's what he was. A pro <laughs> so he, dick. Uh, a, a pro predictor. A pro now, dick. You've got to remember this this guy wow. was around, like I say, what like four hundred years ago, maybe more now. Yeah. Um he was he was literally ahead of his time. He predicted things that he couldn't have known and he did it in a certain kind of way. Um he used to use astrology okay. to try and look at different things and how they would work out. Uh there was rumours that he liked a bit of the old opium and what have you, so he'd go off his tips and he did it, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so we could uh, prophesize it up. Wow. Um, but, but shockingly, he did prophesize some crazy things. There's loads of little anecdotal stories I could tell you about, which uh, mm. I was taught growing up. Um, but also, we had a top 10. We've got, I've got a top 10. If you want that in a little bit in the show, where you want it now, but I've got a top 10. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll have the top 10. We'll have the top 10. Um, can I share with you a uh, couple of quotes that I found? Yeah. Now maybe you can decipher these and um, you know tell us what the what the meaning is. Let's okay. see. If, let's see if you can do it. So the first one I found it says that the moon in the full of night over the high mountain, the new sage with a lone brain sees it by his disciples invited to be immortal. Eyes to the south. Hands in bosoms, bodies in fire. Now, the only thing that I can resonate with that is the hands in bosoms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? I picked up on that as well. Um, <laughs> are you going, you're going to ask me what it means, are Because it means nothing to me. I mean, right. you know, I've, 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 literally just, I've literally just found this, so I've not had time yeah. to, you know, look deeply into it. Here lies the problem, Nick, with Nostradamus, is that, as you, you just, we just uh, gave an example of, yeah. he wrote in, in a very kind of cryptic way. So um, he didn't say things as bluntly all the time as you'd expect. He'd go off and it, it, interpretation was a big issue. Yeah. Where some people, you know, skeptics would say, well, you're trying to make a prophecy that he said fit something. So just as a silly example, you mentioned there, uh, hands in bosoms, was it? Or bosoms in hands? I can't remember now. Hands in bosoms. I gave bosoms mixed up. <laughs> yeah, so he... He, so somebody somewhere might say, all right, well, that snippet that said hands and bosoms, mm. we're talking about, uh, I don't know, Melinda Messenger or something like one of the, the you know, page three girls. And you yeah. go, oh, sorry, obviously, you met that. So it was always done um, where he was, he, was, he was open for criticism because it was interpretation that kind of got in the way. Wow. Okay. Well, I've got another one here. It says the young lion will yeah. overcome the older one in a field of combat in single fight. He will pierce his eyes in their golden cage. Two wounds in one. Then he dies a cruel death. Yeah, I don't know that prophecy itself, but I believe by the sound of things, he would have been alluding to um, the, the king, I would have thought, or an emperor who's been took over uh, by a younger person. Um, they would then look for what that gold, the section about the gold emblem, I think you mentioned, they would look to what that meant. So this is how, how people who followed Nostradamus yeah. would try to... I mean... Uh, to evidence it. It is. I mean, it's obvious to to understand that his writings were highly interpretive, you know. So yeah. from what you take from reading one of his writings to, to, to what I may take might, might be slightly different. Yeah, it could be. I think I think it's probably important to to also note that you you've read out two there. He did like I say about three three and a half thousand predictions that he wrote. Mm. Um, some of them were 
extremely close to the bone. I don't think it doesn't take a lot to say, yeah, he was definitely on about that. Um, and he did predict an awful lot of things. That even somebody that, that's very close to me who's extremely sceptical of one of the particular prophecies, um, she she actually went out. So long story short, he, he predicted that uh, Queen Elizabeth would die um, a couple of years ago. Wow. And uh, he predicted the date that she would die. And uh, when she passed away, it was uh, people started posting on social media this little section out of the, this book to, where Nostradamus had said that she was going to die and this year. And uh, it was me, me partner, me missus. She ordered the book um, okay. off her own back. Just, just I think she was just challenging things, kind of like seeing what was going on, whether it was real or not. Yeah. And she ordered the book, and she came to me and she said, "You're not going to believe this. I bought that book, which was was published, I don't know, 15 years ago." Yeah. Um, and Nostradamus did predict that she would die on that year. So he, some wow. of the stuff that he predicted was scarily on point, and it's like, how would he, how would he know that? Um, well, how would he know that? I mean, you, you, you're looking at years ago, aren't you? 400 years ago plus, yeah. I mean, he's... Uh, some some of the stuff, some of the famous things. Let's do some of the famous things that he predicted. Eh? Yeah. Because that, that, might, that might help the listeners kind of understand what we're up against here with us. So um, you've got to remember the years that he, he had these predictions. So in at number 10, this okay. is... Uh, Global climate change and natural disasters. He says that some people believe that Nostradamus predicted the impact of climate change and the occurrence of natural disasters in his verses. However, these interpretations are subjective and not universally accepted. So yeah. you've got to remember, as time's gone by, not that we didn't used to have earthquakes then, but things have kind of, you know, the, things have fotted up and we've had more natural disasters uh, that have occurred going on. So he kind of knew that things were going to get worse and he, he apparently alluded to uh, climate, uh, uh, global climate change. Yeah. Which again, we talk. This, this is something that's only what perhaps the last hundred years we've kind of hooked onto it and started talking about it. And science has gone. We need to look at climate, uh, climate change. Uh, number nine, the rise of Napoleon Bonaparte again. Way <laughs> after uh, Nostradamus passed away, uh, Nostradamus wrote the, uh, uh, that from the depths of the west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. He who, by his tongue, will seduce a great troop. So, slightly different interpretation, but there's more detail within that prophecy himself, but a lot of people believe he did predict Napoleon Bonaparte. Just say that again. Those with a great tongue will... Yeah, he said, he who, by his tongue, will seduce a great troop. So, basically, he's saying that he'd... um, He's talk his way in yeah. and get the trip on his side kind of thing. Convincing. He's good with his mouth, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah get, to, get to the gab. Yeah, Napoleon had <laughs> got the get to the gab, <laughs> That's mate. That's right, yeah. So, <laughs> so have you met Napoleon? Get to the gab he's got, <laughs> mate. Uh, I used to an Eskimo, we could tell. Um, number nine, and this is a crazy one. So um, the death of Princess Diana. Number nine or number eight? Um, this is this is number oh number eight sorry thank you I think this is about what you just mentioned mate well, I then. think this is about what you just mentioned because it says here that after the death of Princess Diana in 1997 mm. some people pointed to Nostradamus's verse that they mentions a queen and a young lion as a possible prediction of the tragic fate so again there was a full sentence in there but part of that he alluded to this is where where interpretation so the queen and the young lion. Um, were predicted, and it was going to be this this travesty in 1997. Uh, oh, this is this is going to be one that will spark things off. According to this number seven, Nostradamus predicted 9/11 terrorist, terrorist attacks. Some claim that Nostradamus predicted in September 11, 2001, terrorist attacks in the United States. Uh, and again, one of his prophecies uh, highlighted that he predicted number six nuclear weapons in World War Three. Which is a bit scary. Um, now here's here's how um, I remember this this actual prophecy coming out because this is one of the ones that really he did both things. He kept me awake at night, worrying, mm. but also it kind of took me. Do you know sometimes when you're really involved in the paranormal or the unknown, it takes you to this strange, um, amazing place in your mind. You kind of lose reality and you go into this mm. like strange place in yeah. your mind. This is one of the prophecies I always remember. I haven't got this written down. This is how I remember it in my head from when I was a kid. Okay. That I was told that Nostradamus said 
that um, great fiery dragons shall fall from the sky, causing destruction where they land. The only people that shall live will be yellow people. And in England, England's hour of need, King Arthur's men shall rise from their grave. That was like one of the prophecies that I was told that he came up with when he was uh, when he was knocking about. Now right. think think about that. Great fiery dragons shall fall from the sky, causing destruction where they land. Bombs. So you think bombs, and then it's uh, the air shall turn red like blood. Was in it? Okay. Uh, only people that shall live will be yellow people. Well, if you were in uh, radio, radioactive fallout, it would affect your skin that way, so they go yellow. The crazy thing is he said that in England's hour of need, King Arthur's men shall rise from their grave. Well, King Arthur, for most people, is it, still a fantasy. It was just, it was all made up. There was, no, you know, was no Merlin, there's no King Arthur. Um, but people don't understand why he talked about this. This is also something, um, the King Arthur's men, was a story that came out way after Nostradamus had died. So he mentioned King Arthur's men before King Arthur's men came to be. So yeah. again, what is King Arthur's man? Is that a ship that we've got? Mm. You know, is that a, a missile that we've got? The King Arthur's man? But I don't know, but was, that's one I always remember. Was he well known in his lifetime, or was it after he passed away and people found his writings that he became? Well, so, let, let me let me get through the last one of these because then I won't get onto these stories that you're yeah. on about because there that is a fantastic point that I need to mention. And one of the stories highlights. Okay. How well known he was and how he lived his life. But I'll, I'll, I'll whip through these quickly now. So uh, he apparently predicted World War One. That's number five. Number four, he predicted the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh, number three, he predicted the rise of Adolf Hitler, but he called him Hessler. I know that one. He got it wrong and called him Hessler. He said that Hessler was the second Antichrist, that he was uh, Napoleon, Hessler, and the third Antichrist, which we've yet to see, um, is meant to be the one that's around the corner. And he's meant to be the, the final Antichrist. Um, he didn't mean, by the way, Antichrist to say he was a demonic entity. Mm. He was Antichrist in the way that he would have seen that someone who's Christian is a good person. He's an evil person. So he didn't right. mean the Antichrist like the omen kind of thing. He okay. meant Antichrist like that. Yeah. Uh, number two, he predicted the French Revolution. And number one, he predicted uh, the Great Fire of London in 1666. So all these things he predicted way before his death. But are they, Damo? Are get... they? Are they predict? Yeah. You know, you know, like psychics. Often, a lot of psychics they 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 give information that really could apply to quite a few things and quite a few people. Would you say that's the well, same thing all... here, or is it? Or is it? You know, do you think he's actually on 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 the money, so to speak? Well, first of all, we we need to kind of I think we need to clarify um, somebody that does um, fortune telling or mediumship and that kind of stuff. He was he was none of them. It was none of them at so, all. Okay. Where, no. Whereas we would talk about someone who who's a fortune teller um, would tell you what the future holds for you. Or, yeah. Well, I'm only saying or, that because if, if if people were to say you know these days you know I'm going to predict this, they would automatically think of a psychic, wouldn't they? Yeah, he wasn't psychic though. Right. He it, basically he used um, he's kind of you could argue he he was like the um, Elon Musk of his day. He predicted rather rather futuristically. He predicted the future using astrology um, and drugs. Basically, he yeah. would he would he would put himself into a particular state and he would he would work things out. It, it was painstakingly. You know, agonizingly uh, hard work for him to get his predictions each time, but it wasn't just something that he went into the depth of his mind, came back and said, "Oh, there's going to be a disaster in 1666 in London." Mm. He would he would look at, at the alignments of planets and and they would mean certain things, and so we'd be able to develop these stories from it. Again, I mean, there's there's nobody else that's ever lived. Yeah. Even similar to Nostradamus, which is why he's probably so well known within that kind of. Uh, yeah, but know, you that, would that, think, that like how technology has advanced, that if somebody had the tech, say Nostradamus had the t- technology that we've got today, surely 
<laughs> do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. mad. Yeah. He, this is he why does. I find it hard to get my head fully around this. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, again, again, I think what we will look at is the word in there. Technology is one thing. It's his technique, his method. Technique, it's something yeah. that only he, he knew how to do. And other people just can't. We, we've had other people similar that have come along. There was the, um, I don't know the gentleman's name, but there was the, a gentleman called the Sleeping Prophet who apparently would go to sleep. Uh, and when he came awake again, he would be able to tell people these fascinating things. So his dreams um, did this. But also, I suppose that's what Nostradamus did, because he used drugs to put himself into uh, the state, state of mind yeah, where right, he could yeah. go to places. Um, but there's some great, great anecdotal kind of stories about Nostradamus and the things that he uh, he did in his life. Um, so, for example, uh, on about... Um, whether he was he was uh, well known at the time, Nostradamus uh, sadly did die. From from what I, I read, he died quite a poor man. He didn't have a lot of money at all. Um, but his notoriety spread far and wide, and obviously all the the high flying people of, of the area around France and that all wanted to have him come to their parties as some kind of bucket here, a parlor trick. Let's get Nostradamus comp and he can do something. Mm. And famously, one of the stories that I was told uh, when I was young was that he was invited by a very wealthy man to come up to his, uh, his, his this large mansion for, for food. And he says, and before you come, I just want to ask you one thing. And Nostradamus says, what's that? Yeah. And the gentleman says to him, right, all he has is I've got a black pig and a white pig out in the yard. Which one do you think we're going to eat for dinner? And he said, well, we're going to eat the white one. So he goes, okay, it's okay. So Nostradamus goes off, preparing himself to come back for the meal later on. So the, this famous chap here, this, this wealthy guy, goes back to uh, the chef and he says, go outside, kill the black pig. I want to have the black pig for food because I want to prove to everybody that he, he can get things wrong. So he says, okay. So the story goes that he invites all these wealthy people, all these well-known people sat around this big, massive table in this mansion. Nostradamus is there. They're all tucking into the pork. And uh, the, the the gentleman whose uh, house it is, he speaks across to Nostradamus and says, um, Nostradamus, uh, or you might call him Nod, I don't know. Um, Nostradamus. Um, yeah, Noddy. Hey, Noddy. Uh, how's your pork, mate? And he says, uh, oh, it's lovely. Thank you very much. And he says, yeah, no problem. He says, oh, by the way, um, I asked you earlier on which pig we're going to eat, and you said the white one. We're eating the black one. So, how would you explain that? And Nostradamus said, "We're not. We're not. We're eating the white one." He said, "Right, I'll prove it to you." So, he shouted to the chef, and Death comes into this big room, and he says, "Okay, tell everybody which pig we're eating, the white one or the black one." And the chef said, "We're eating the white one." He says, "You idiot! I told you to go outside and kill the black one for me." He says, "Well, when I went outside to do that." A wolf had half eaten that one, so I thought I'd better kill a white one instead. So little stories like that came wow. out. God, even when he tried to stitch him up, that happened. Um, Amazing. I think he had two sons. He had two sons. He predicted the dates that both his sons would die. Oh, jeez, gosh, I wouldn't want to know he that. Predicted this gets weirder. He pred- I get cold thinking of this one because oh. I used to love these stories going up. Yeah, uh, he predicted his the date of his own death, and when he died, he asked. Uh, he asked to have a plaque with something on it, on his chest, inside his coffin. Yeah. And uh, he did exactly what was asked of him, and they buried him, and they put this plaque in with him. I mean, he was only 62, wasn't he? He was only 62 when he died. You say that, but back in them days, that was a fair old age. Yeah, no, I, yeah, sure, sure. You know I mean, we do we do get older like nowadays. I mean, I'm, I reckon I'll get about 120 out of me. My <laughs> body's worth 120, I reckon. Um, yours is probably 140. <laughs> So he said, <laughs> so he said, um, yeah, so he got buried with this plaque. And the story goes that, that many years later, um, grave robbers were robbing the graves in the area and they broke into his, his grave. Oh. And when they opened the casket up, the plaque that was on his chest was the date that his casket was uh, raided. So he even predicted no. that he was going to, yeah, in the face of what? the grave robbers, this is today's date, and you're breaking into my grave like you knew, and that freaked the shit out of him. My goodness, can you imagine that? There's loads of stories. Can you imagine oh, that? Mate, Gosh, you know, yeah, I should fall out. You'd like, you'd be lying, actually, wouldn't you? Move oh. over, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to have a heart attack. Move over. 
Well, he so sure, then, I'll tell you yeah. what, he sure did leave behind a, um, you know, wonderful legacy of prophecies. And, oh, yeah. and obviously, you know, it proves it because we, we're talking about it today. So it, it continues to captivate people's imaginations, doesn't it? It, it does. And, and there's been a bit of a resurgence at the minute where there seems to be a lot of people now talking about Nostradamus because I know, I know when COVID came along, it spun the world on its head. Yeah. Um, and I think when it spun its, the world on its head, a lot of people that didn't believe and they were closed up on certain things. Either they had more time at home because of being, you know, when everyone was like uh, locked up, we had time to kind of research things and look into things. Uh, or whether we just thought, you know what, if the world can be shut down over a virus, anything's possible. And we all started questioning everything that's going on. I think this yeah. is part of that as well. But there seems to be this like this rejuvenation of how, how his prophecies have been seen. Now, I know that as we went from over like, you know, 22, 23 last year, and this year, 24, this is meant to be a, other than 2030, this is meant to be a significant year for lots of absolutely crazy shit going on. Now, Nostradamus apparently predicted that this year was going to be a year of some really, really, really mad mad shit going off. And I could tell you a couple of them if you want. Because well, did he predict true. the Miami yeah. Mall alien sighting? Almost. Mm, yeah, okay. Almost. Let me, t- let, me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you this, right? So he did say um, that, that the world, yeah, the world would be told, um, the first time the world would be told that extraterrestrials are real in this year. 2024? 2024 is the year when officially the first time there's going to be two of these apparently, but this is the first time where in this year there's going to be literally, you know, whoever it is, Trump or whatever, is going to stand in front of the TV screen and say, right, look, aliens are real. We're in contact with them. If this isn't bullshit, it's all real. They are out there. They are here. They're around us. We need to acknowledge this, that we are not alone. They reckon this is the year when it officially comes out the first drop of the bomb. How exciting. The the, the ET bomb. He he also predicted that um, this is the year when we're going to have some severe problems with artificial intelligence. Mm. Uh, And we know already that there's been lots of crazy shit. We need to do a show on artificial intelligence. Oh, absolutely. We really do. Um, But there's been some really, really crazy. There there was one where they had two uh, AI computers talking to each other. It started off where they were just chatting basic stuff. And then they went off on a tangent talking about how they could basically depopulate the world and, and remove humans and still survive. So they went off on a tangent Blimey. talking to each other. Gosh. Yeah, you know, chewing the cud, I'm a bit of a chat. What should we do? Yeah, Bill, we're out of Bob, yeah. What are we up to? Oh, it's sunny outside. Let's kill all humans. All oh, right. stop it's kind it. of how it's slept. Is that what you and Bowers talk um, about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, and he also predicted um, this year, now, this is going to be an interesting one. He said that the king will divorce his second wife. No. Which will be Camilla. Well, would be Camilla when you think about it. Diane was his first wife. And he will abdicate from the throne. What? Then he said that the person who steps in, the prince who steps in, is the one that we don't expect. Harry. Hey, come on. Ginger King. Not Andrew. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I hope not. <laughs> you imagine that. Oh. Can I just, imagine some of the regulations he throw around. Yeah. Now, um, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, apparently. So you think about this right now. Wow. Anybody now who's listening to this show, you think about it. What would happen? What would happen if you were the Prince Charles, uh, sorry, King Charles, uh, divorces Camilla, abdicates on the throne, and somebody other than William steps in. You've then got to say, shit, aliens are real. What is going on? Yeah. I mean, what do you think, though, Dan? Do you think his predictions are are too vague, or do you think there is, you know, good reason to to believe? I think I I can see both sides of it. So obviously I can see that, that if somebody wants to believe something bad enough, they will make make the the sentences fit. Fit, yeah, Um, that's right, yeah. I think 
think some of the things we predicted, though, for example, Hesley, um, he talked about the three antichrist. I think he's onto some of that. I think he's, he's going to be a third person. We're just in around about the right time now for this third person to come along. This, the third and final antichrist, he's meant to bring World War Three. They meant to be the person that brings almost like the end. Um, crazily, he did also predict way, way, way into the future, though. So he did have predictions that were like, you know, 100 years from now. What I'm trying, what I'm struggling with is, you know, but it's yeah. two, three, four hundred years ago. Okay, he's, he's got these, yeah. you know, crazy, crazy thoughts going through his head, and obviously he's getting some sort of confirmation from the planets. Yeah, yeah. But how? How is it? How is the information getting to him? Is is what I mean. He, he would use astrology, so he would literally use a, a telescope to look at the alignment of the moon and, and the planets and different things, and, and from that he would take information. I suppose the same way as that we have horoscopes now, which is like a really crude version of what he was doing. Yeah, no, I see. The, yeah, the that's a good. That's a, that is a good point, Damo. That is a good, good point. It's just that I, well, I, he was, I found it so hard to. I mean, I'm. Oh, I. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I really don't. It's just... Well, the difference is... It's hard to... He was off his tits. Well, that helps, probably. Obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, look, I, I, I know... Um, I mean, and I know a couple of blokes who do a bit of the old, is it, uh, DMT? Um, right. And that's that kind of, of, of a similar thing. That's like DMT. Every, every human and everything living produces DMT. Okay. It's what your penile gland... Really, really Do you know what, Pete? Yeah, I was doing some research research about the, the penile gland, and it is yeah. so. You know that that can if if you deal with that correctly, that can really really improve your quality of life. Yeah, well, this, the, these two chaps are. By the way, if, if you ever met these two chaps, they aren't. Take this the right way. I'm saying the only yeah. typical people you expect to be doing what we would class as yeah, drugs. Yeah. Yeah. These two people are, are well respected. Uh, they don't do anything. They don't, they don't even smoke pot or anything like that. They don't do that kind of stuff. But they do have periodically. They'll have a little bit of this this um, DMT. And if for people, by the way, I'm not saying to people go out there and do it. It's not that at all. It is a natural. It's a natural substance that people can get the same way as I suppose people get LSD or they get um, pot. Um, and, and basically, you go to a particular place where they have like clockwork owls. Everyone goes to the same place, apparently. Clockwork owls and octopuses yeah. that pick you up and put you in there. You have to break through a, a wall, like a ceiling, as you go towards it. And, um, and, and basically, they go to these places. Now, they, they said to me that when they're there, you find out about everything, about the world and everything in life and, and why we're here and all that lot. And I said, wow, so what did they tell you? And they say, I don't know. They say, why not? They say, because it makes sense when they're there telling you, but when you get back here, you can't, you can't bring that yeah. information back. Do you know what? I've, I've heard this so before. Sense. Yeah, I've heard yeah. this before, Damo. Maybe we can do a show on this and we maybe, can... Yeah, maybe not should almost say quad. Maybe this is what I'm saying. Maybe to that place, yeah. information there, comes back and he could relate where no one else has got the ability to do that. Mm. But we should, we should do a, a one of In fact, I could even see if one of them had come on and chat about it and their experiences because it's... Yeah, I mean, it's not- uh, totally happy to disguise their voice if, they, if they're, you know, if that makes them more um, well, comfortable. Both of them do a podcast. Both of them do a podcast, mate, as part of a group, and they talk about it openly on the I'll podcast. I'll do that. I'll, I'll have that get them on. Yeah. Let's get them on. Josh, yeah. we're going to book them in. All right? Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're, crazily, <laughs> crazily, they've both got the same name, these two oh, guys. Oh, really? Wow. And guess what their names are? Um uh, Yay! That's it. That's a sign. So we got Nick, Nick, and Nick. <laughs> three dicks. <laughs> three dicks. Uh, three dicks. Three dicks. So, um, three dicks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think what it is is he perhaps knew how oh. to unlock something in, in the mind that we just we just can't make, and he could. Yeah, yeah. But he's definitely something to it. I don't think it was. He came up with some a load of bullshit and wrote it down when he was off his head. Mm. And then people just went, oh, this guy's talking sense. It's really, it was just ramblings of a madman. I don't think it was that at all. I do generally think it was calculated. It was scientific. It was, sometimes it was very meticulous what he was saying. 
So I, for one, he formed a large part of my childhood growing up. My fascination with the unknown was that Nostradamus just got things right. I, t- I tell you, even even to this point, he was a he was a book out um, when I was a kid, and it was about the predictions of Nostradamus. Well, I hadn't seen this book for ages, and I was getting some stuff sorted out, and I found this old book again. I'm like, oh bloody hell, this book out this one. I was a kid. And I can remember reading it. It was one of these illustrated books, you know, where you'd have a bit of writing and then you'd have a picture of something, a bit of writing, a picture of something. And at the back of these predictions of Nostradamus, he was a last section called predictions that were, were you know, that were like rubbish that could never come true. And it was like the really far, far, um, far out, out there ones, the crazy ones that would never come true. And the first one at the back of this book was a picture of, this little drawing of all these people screaming and running away and looking up into the sky. Yeah. And in the sky above them, there was like these um, large, I suppose that looked like what a virus would look like under a microscope or in the sky. And then um, it says, he predicted that there would be germs that would be able to move through the sky that would kill people. Right? So like germs, these giant germs that would grow massive and kill people. And, at the time, everybody, yeah, when the book was published, was like, well, that's obviously bullshit. That's never going to happen. But then I looked at what happened from when I first read the book as a kid to where I was then in my life, and we just had bird flu. Mm. So it depends how we interpret what he was saying. So that fitted that narrative then. It went from being a bullshit story to, oh, my God, now it makes some sense. So only the future is going to... Really, Amazing. let us know whether his predictions were were bang on or not. Well, I suppose if I was a child and I, you know, we were talking about um, this subject, the one thing that yeah. I would like to know is if Quasimodo was real. Well, I can tell you one thing <laughs> I know about Quasimodo. Right, Quasimodo. Uh, apparently went into a, a bar one night and he says, uh, can I have a glass of whiskey, please? And the barman says, bell's all right. He says, what's it got to do with you? <laughs> <laughs> Love your long time. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go. Brilliant. You go. Absolutely brilliant. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I've got another one. I've got another one for you. Go on. Go on. Okay, Quasimodo's walking through the enchanted forest and he bumps into a sleeping beauty. He says, yeah. you all right? And she says, yeah. He says, where are you going? He says, I'm just going up to the the castle because I'm going to go stand in front of that mirror and ask it to the prettiest of them all. So she nice. goes in, she comes back out, skipping around. Quasi says, you are right? She goes, yes, Quasi, I am the prettiest of them all. He says, right, I'm going to go in there because I've got the ugliest man on the planet. So he goes inside, it comes back out crying, crying like mad. He says, Are you all right? He says, No, who the fucking hell's next to pony? <laughs> Stop it. Listen, why did Quasimodo's friends stop playing hide and seek with him? I don't know. Because no matter where he hid, he always had that bell ringing him out. <laughs> terrible. Beautiful. Absolutely terrible. Do you know what? Quasimodo, I don't know the name, but the face rings a bell. Yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, oh. so that's a future episode of Quasimodo. Quasimodo. Hey, tell you what we could do. Future episode could be about characters, like people like um, King Arthur, characters, weird reveal or weirdly. Because yeah. some of these characters out there, we don't know whether they really existed or they didn't. Batman? I'm sure that'd be interesting. He exists. Robin? He'd have to exist. Spider-Man? Bullshit, man. He is bullshit. <laughs> Banana-Man? That real? What was his name? What, Banana-Man? Yeah, what was his real name? came out at the beginning. No, I don't. It did. It used to say his name. Was his name Ernie or something? Right. What, na- he- what was... Um... It, right at the beginning, he used to say his name... At the beginning of the show, every time the credits rolled. Right, okay. I'm just asking 
The Banana Man was a British comedian, yeah. an entertainer known for his slapstick comedy and banana-themed acts. His real name was Donald Alfred Hewlett. No, no, <laughs> no. What no. about the cartoon? You know aren't we? Yeah, like how you have, like how you had um, Peter Park and Spider Man. He was called something. I can't remember his name, but he, right at the beginning of the show, it used to say "blah blah blah" as a mild mannered kind of thing, and then he'd yeah, always yeah. say his real. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Oh, dear me. Um, Banana Man. Ernie or something, his name was. It's not Eric. Eric. Eric what? Eric Wimp. Eric Wimp is Banana Man. That's him. Thank you. Yeah. Eric Wimp. Wow. Oh, see, look. Things like that. Remember Super Gran as well? Oh, Super Gran. Yeah. What about um, Super Mouse? Was it Super Mouse? Danger Mouse? Danger Mouse, Super Ted. Danger Mouse, Super Ted. Super Ted? No, don't you remember Super Ted? Oh, I do know you said it, yeah? Yeah. Hey. Super Ted was one of my favourites. We should do a show on um, the Mandela effect. Yes. Definitely, cool, absolutely, definitely. Uh, can, can I ask for something from you, Nick? You can after this. This is a story about an ordinary teddy bear. When he was made, they found something wrong with him and threw him away like a piece of rubbish into an old piece of shit. story. <laughs> then... From outer space, a spotty man brought him to life with his cosmic dust. Oh, this brings back memories. He took him yeah. to a magic cloud. Just two seconds, Dame. I've got to play it. Where Mother Nature play it, man. gave him special powers. That bear became Super Ted. Love your long time. All right, that's enough of that, then. That's enough of that. <laughs> super sad. Oh, super sad. Wonderful. Wow. Memories. Like the corner of me mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just before we move on, Damo, just before we move on, if, if yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Um, I thought, by way of a change, and I know you're going to appreciate it, this is for you. This is 29 Acacia Road, and this is Eric, the schoolboy who leads an amazing double life. For when Eric eats a banana, an amazing transformation occurs. Oh, remember the theme tune. Banana Man. Banana Man. Love your long time. (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant, eh? Oh, wow. Superb stuff. Superb stuff. Let us know yeah. what your favourite uh, TV uh, children's program is, and um, you know we'll get the theme tune and yeah, we'll, we'll stick it on. We'll stick it on. G- g- pop us an email: undiscoveredplanet at hotmail dot com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love it! Absolutely love it, mate. Cheer, it's amazing. Oh dear! Well, forty three minutes has passed, Damo, since we started. Unbelievable! Man, just, just time flies when you're having freaking fun, mate. It really it does, does when you're in this area of the world as well. Oh, stop it! Just let us know. Wait, tell us where you are. <laughs> no, I can't say. I cannot say. Unbelievable! I do apologise, but I've been sworn to secrecy. So one day, could you tell us? One day. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Great, okay. Fair enough. There's people watching me. There's people watching me, okay? People watching all the time, listening mate. to this right now. Hello, if I you're know. listening, thank you very much. Cheer, mate, to you. Thanks for your company. Yeah, I... Thank you. Yeah. So, Damo, um, what mm. else you got about the old Nostradamus? Um, like I say, Nostradamus, I think... 
I think fundamentally, the best thing for people to do, especially with you, um, social media as it is right now, is go down the rabbit hole with Nostradamus and you'll be amazed. Just give you, leave your, your mind open. And go have a little look at the, some of the stuff that, that he came up with. I'm looking forward to 2024. This is the year that he's going to prove to me whether he's, he's bullshit or not. Right. If his predictions come out this year, I believe everything he said. Right, so I've just put into Google Nostradamus 2024, and it says what Nostradamus predicted for 2024. More not fun stuff lies ahead, uh, in his words. One of Nostradamus's uh, reportedly... Oh, oh, I've lost it now, two seconds. Uh, Here we go. The dry earth will grow more parched, so the dry earth will grow more parched, and there will be great floods when it is yeah, seen. There is also some thought that one of his uh, quatrains references Prince Harry taking yeah. over from Charles III as king. Yep. Which is obviously what you mentioned earlier. Well, okay, so we're still in January, so we've got another 11 months to go. So he also said there'd be more more um, earthquakes, and what did we have right at the beginning of the year? I think it was New Year's Day. There was a massive earthquake. Yeah, yeah. He knew something, didn't he, mate? He knew something. Well, this... he didn't do it. He spent his whole life doing it. It wasn't like as though he did it and they got a one off. No, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, oh, I got you. I wouldn't say that. From from what I've learned so far, I wouldn't say that they are just pure coincidences. No, they were very. They were <laughs> if I can say the word coincidence, did you get it down? Yeah, no, he, he was. He was just. He was just a really fascinating character, and the fact yeah. that he died poor when you consider the amazing abilities that he had. I mean, if he was here nowadays, well, mm. he'd, he'd have been a multi-millionaire. He'd been on TVs, done book deals, he'd had everything. Oh god, Batman, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He just wanted to deliver the information he was given. He saw it as a role in his life, was to deliver this information to people. And I just think it's a beautiful thing that we had Nostradamus in our lives. I really do. Mm. Did he ever come over to England, do you know? No. I think, you know, I think he stayed in France. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. I've been to Nice and Paris. Very nice. You've been to Nice, have you? Been to that. I've, I, a friend of mine had a um, holiday home, and it was gorgeous. Ooh, very nice. In the south of France. And, um, yeah, I know, it was lovely. I was only a child when, when I went over, but I, it was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. Really, really good times. Went with my dear mum, and uh, my mum never went anywhere because she was always at home on the farm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was great. It, um, I had to leave my dad at uh, at home, back at the farm, but yeah, it was great. Beautiful, beautiful country though. It's, it is. Do you know what? It, it is. It is a lovely, lovely country, and I'd like to. I would like to go back. I'm actually thinking of just popping over for a weekend. Maybe go to take my daughter to Euro Disney or something. I don't know yet. Do it, mum. Yeah. No. Do it's, it. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you, do it for the end of the year as well, because yeah. Okay. Well, that'd be it after this year for all of us. You never know. Don't say that, Damo. Come on, don't say that, please. Don't say that. Hey, Nostradamus gets his way. You never know. (laughs) Just think of the impact, though, if if it it is right, especially if this alien thing comes out as well. Well, do you know, that that for me, yeah, the alien thing, that for me would be absolutely awesome because I, I believe that we aren't alone. I do believe that. And I do believe also, Damo, that, that they're, they're with us. For God, yeah, you know, we, we may have seen countless extraterrestrials, yeah, in our lifetime, and we don't even know it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because we're looking for E.T. or the Predator, aren't we? I believe that ants could be aliens. Squids. Octopuses have got to be, aren't they? Possible, yeah. In the water. They have. I I saw someone the other day, someone posted saying that they tested the DNA. um, What, of an octopus? The DNA of an octopus, and it doesn't come from this planet. What? Do you know why that is? Yeah, and do you know why that is? Why? Because it's bullshit, probably, isn't it? That's the problem we have nowadays, social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
but that's what this, this post said. I mean, obviously, all the comments underneath were, prove it. All right, then. How do you, you figure that out? Prove it. Um, until there's a, a scientific paper done that comes out that says we've done the DNA and it doesn't match any other animal on the planet, then I'd go, that's weird. That's, yeah. Gosh. Well, again, again, Josh, stick that in the in the um, production notes. We'll we'll do a show on that as well, please, boss. Thank yeah, you. Weird animals, yeah. outer space animals. Absolutely. Because there's loads of them, man. There's absolutely tons of them. I mean, some of these animals out there, they can do stuff that they shouldn't be able to. Ants, cockroaches, um, honey badgers. They're mental. Honey badgers. Yes. Oh my goodness me. They are absolutely mental. Honey badgers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Producing its own anti-venom. How the hell does an animal produce its own anti-venom? Oh, stop it. It's a bear. It's weird, isn't it? It's absolutely weird. It really is. I don't know. It's one of those things. But we'll talk about it. But anyway, Damo, it is is that time where we play Stepani's Supernatural Quiz. Woohoo! Five questions with two possible answers. Mm -hmm. How well will Damo do on this Supernatural Quiz on this podcast? Episode 19. So, as always, Damo, if you give me a correct answer, you will hear this freaking noise. That's correct answer, Damo. You're a clever boy. Thank you to Wayne from Oxfordshire for that. And if you give me an incorrect answer, you will hear this noise. That's incorrect, Damo, you silly boy. Okay, as always, you'll have 15 seconds to answer. Well, we, we, we say 15 seconds. Sometimes it's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Who cares? All right? Who cares? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm always ready for this, mate. Okay, let's do it then. Question number one. Which celebrity claims to have encountered a ghostly apparition in her London home? Is it A... Adele, or is it B, Katy Perry? 15 seconds on the clock. So which celebrity claims to have encountered a ghostly apparition in her London home? <laughs> a, Adele, or B, Katy Perry? What's your answer, Damo? A or B? Oh, good question this week, mate. I am, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with Adele. You're going to go with Adele? Yes. Are you absolutely certain? Mm-hmm. That's correct answer, Damo. You're a clever <laughs> boy. Well done. One out of five. Moving on to question number two. Who reported seeing UFOs multiple times and even claims to have had an alien encounter? Is it A, Tom Cruise, or B, Kurt Russell? 15 seconds on the clock. So who reported seeing UFOs multiple times, and even claimed to have had an alien encounter. We're looking for A, Tom Cruise, or is it B, Kurt Russell? What's your answer, Damo? Yes, really good questions this week. week. Um, Again, I don't know for definite, but for some reason, I know logic will tell me to go Tom Cruise, but I'm going to go Kurt Russell. You're not going Tom Cruise? No, there's a reason why I'm not in Tom Cruise, but I think it's Kurt Russell. Okay. Is the answer B, Kurt Russell? That's correct answer, Damo. You're a boy. Yay! Two out of five. Moving on to question number three, Damo. Uh, Which actor re-encountered a story about a haunted house he lived in during his childhood? Is it A, Leonardo DiCaprio... Or is it B, Matthew McCorney? Have I pronounced that right? Who knows? Who cares? Question number three. 15 seconds on the clock. Which actor recounted a story about a haunted house he lived in during his childhood? Was it A, Leonardo DiCaprio? Or B, Matthew McCorney? A or B, Damo, please. Again, very good, really good question. I'm going with uh, Matthew McConaughey, is he? You're going for B, Matthew yes. McConaughey. 
That's correct answer, Damo. You're a clever boy. Well done. Three out of five so far. Will you continue on this winning streak? Let's move on to question four, Damo. Which singer-songwriter had a chilling encounter with a ghost in a recording studio? Are we looking at A, Taylor Swift, or B, Justin Bieber? 15 seconds on the clock. Which singer-songwriter had a chilling encounter with a ghost in a recording studio? A, Taylor Swift, or B, Justin Bieber? What's your answer, Damo? A or B? This is so hard. Because I tell you what, I was hoping you were going to say Alton John because we did a story. We did, and I was going to change one of the answers to Alton John, and then I thought, you know what, no, because that's that's, that's just sick. Right, um, this year literally is me tossing the coin because I'm just... This, I'm glad I it's just no a coin you're tossing. I'm glad it's just a coin. <laughs> Don't go that again. Um, I'm going to go with the beaver. I'm going to go with the beaver. You're going to go with the beaver. Okay, lock that in. So you're saying B, Justin Bieber. Let's find out. Yeah. That's incorrect, Damo. You Oh, it's Taylor Swift, Damo. Okay. Oh, my goodness me. Three out of five so far. Let's see if you can make it to four out of five. So, question number five. Who famously revealed experiencing a ghostly encounter at the Beverly Hills Hotel? Was it A, Jennifer Lawrence, or B, Lucy Liu? L-I-U. How do you pronounce that? Lou? Lucy Liu. It's Lucy Liu, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, 15 seconds, please. Who famously revealed experiencing a ghostly encounter at the Beverly Hills Hotel? A, Jennifer Lawrence, or B, Lucy Liu? What's your answer, Damo? A or B? Lucy Liu. Are you sure? Please, Lucy Liu. How sure are you? 51%. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, stand by. The answer is... That's correct answer, Damo. You are... Yeah! Lucy Lou, well done, Damo. Absolutely fantastic. Four, well, I say absolutely fantastic. It's not the best because you didn't get five out of five like you sometimes often do. Uh, sometimes often? Yeah. Sometimes often? Four. Does that make any sense? Do we care? No, we don't. Unbelievable. Not much makes sense. No, it doesn't. But no. I will say this, mate. Hats off. That was a fantastic question. Did you like that? Did you like that? Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. to thanks yeah. to Josh for uh, sending that over. Um, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Love your long time. How is he? Yeah. Oh. Love your long time. Love your long time. <laughs> 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 right. Okay, Damo. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, please let us know, you know, just tell us where you are. Just get, put us out in our misery, please. Please. I can't. I can't. And, I, and also, I'm being looked at now because I think oh. they want me to carry on. Okay. I've got to go back to the task that I was doing. Oh, the, is that I a clue? What the task is that was. a clue? A test? That... No, no. Oh, oh okay. Well, Damo, we'll let you get on. We'll let you get on and why we'll see you. Tell you what, tell you what. Why, why don't we? Why don't we? Ask the listeners. If they can um, tweet us or messages or emails, any ideas of what they think I am doing, where I go, and what I do, my secret thing, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? It would be all right, but if somebody gets the correct answer, are we allowed to say it? No, I'll pass it on to the powers that be and we'll remove them. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, well, uh, if you want to get in touch and, and, and just guess where, you know, what Damo's doing, where he is in the world, uh, you know, find us on social media, Undiscovered Planet Podcast. And, of course, you can email us, undiscoveredplanet at hotmail.com. Until next week, tatty bye. See you later. Au revoir. Au revoir. See you, mate. Under
Undiscovered Planet podcast, hosted by Davo Sims and Nick Stapani. Brought to you by Screaming Head Productions and SPN Media UK. Today's researcher, Emma Bodley, has meticulously delved into the depths of knowledge to bring you this captivating episode. Sponsored by Studio 2 in Northamptonshire and Paralysis Escape Rooms in Stoke-on-Trent. Love you long time.